All right, welcome back to Off the Table Gaming. So just a heads up, spoilers ahead. We're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 5, The Bells, a.k.a. The One with the Horse. So, uh, Heather, what did you think of the episode? I have come to the conclusion that I didn't like it. <laughs> and I wasn't sure after I f we finished watching the episode, because usually right away I'm like, I love that episode, or like, I didn't like that episode. And this time, I kind of just felt unsure about it. And I think now that I've had a couple days to process, I don't think that I liked it. How about you? So I think I might be in the other camp. When I watched it, it was kind of like, meh. It didn't, it wasn't yeah. like the best thing ever. But now I think I'm at a place where I just feel like it was a good episode, but I just have this lingering feeling that I'm like, oh, everything went too fast. And if this had been a 10 episode season, I think with some other tweaks around the episode, I would have been like, yay, this was a fun episode. Um, but yeah. as it is right now, it was like just a little too rough. Like I get it. Like I'm like, oh yeah, here's what they're trying to do. But like, it felt like there were certain leaps that were not successful and certain times where they really lingered and I thought it was successful. So I guess I warmed up to it more, the more space I've had. I mean, I do agree. I think had it not felt so rushed, I might feel differently. You know, if we had had those four extra episodes, because I just, I think the things that I just don't like are that we've had these leaps in character development that we're not understanding because we had, didn't have time to explore them. So we, we are kind of have to like leap ahead with these characters and it's just not translating, I don't think. Or, or it's like they have to imply a lot and it's not the way the show has typically gone. Like, you know, so the whole Daenerys kind of like moping situation. We don't really have a clear idea how long it has been, right? When she's looking all right. kind of haggard and, right, and I feel right. like they're, they're trying to imply, it's like almost like they're like montage moment of like how sad and how isolated she is and like all these problems, but it just, I didn't feel it. And I get like, and maybe even that part of the episode is maybe the, where they had the most development where, where Varys is killed. I was uh, disappointed to see him go that way, but you know, up until that point, it was early in the episode, and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, I get what happens. Like, this is a turning point. It's a defining moment. Another voice of reason gone. It's down to just Tyrion now. Uh, but from then on, really, once the battle started, I mean, it was going breakneck speed. I mean, I know that there are people who are criticizing Danny's supposed abrupt heel turn in this episode. I mean, I do think that they have laid that path out for us in the show. It wasn't to me unexpected that she goes kind of mad queen. And it's not that I didn't like that for her character. I just wish we could have seen that descent a little bit more and that it had been a little bit more developed because we really didn't get to see that at all. And it's, the way it's being presented in the TV show, it doesn't really make sense for that character. Even though you can see they kind of dropped these hints that this is like where Danny's heading. Like, so I don't think anybody should be shocked that she doesn't end up being this benevolent ruler. Um, but the character development just, we could have just used a little bit more of that. And here's where I'm going to be that guy and say that I, I'm hoping that if we get the books that <laughs> if this is the route the, the books are taking which i'm going to assume it it is 
it may work a little bit better in that medium, especially because we get POV chapters. And I think if I were able to read her thoughts and what her process is from like going from point A to point Z, I might be able to understand and appreciate that character more. Right. I guess all I could think of, yeah, it was just, I was one of the things that was like, oh yeah, this has been foreshadowed forever, right? She's had all these advisors that have tried to reel her in and uh, she's had some successes and like some of her badass moments too, when she kind of bucked against their orders of, or their advice of being more tempered with her justice. So, you know, I wasn't surprised. I thought that was the way it was going to go, but yeah, it went, it was like a flipping of a switch and it didn't feel like, I mean, I get it. Masandi was supposed to be the catalyst for that, but she's like flying around. She's being badass, killing the ships and stuff. And then she lands on the wall and then she's like, oh, now I'm making it personal. But it wasn't like, I'm going to get you, Cersei. It was take it out on the city to hurt Cersei. I mean, I just didn't. She could have just flown right to the Red Keep and like lit that up. But she systematically burned each block of the city. Right. As punishment to Cersei? I mean, I guess maybe that's some of the piece that I was missing that maybe others picked up on. Uh, all I kept thinking of the whole time was like, oh man, good thing Jorah died. Cause you know, he was like saying before, like, oh, you have a gentle heart and like- but Maybe she wouldn't have made that choice if she still had Jorah, right? So they take away, you said before, they take away all her close advisors. Right. She feels betrayed by Varys. She feels betrayed by Jon. And by Tyrion and- Oh, essentially she's alone. I, I mean, wish she I has that quote. Grey Worm, but he's also, like, going through some stuff. What was that quote? Like, a dragon alone in the world or Tigarian alone in the world is, like, a dangerous, a dangerous thing. dangerous thing. Yeah, right. So they do, like I said, there's a lot of foreshadowing there. So I don't think people should be surprised that this is her path. I just, I think it could have been executed better. It felt a little what? flat for me. I'm super excited for next episode, though, because that's going to be awkward because she's going to be like, all right, I took the city, uh, but it's not much of a city anymore. Where does she rule from? The ashes. Um, Yeah. But like, is that that's not going to be your capital city anymore? I mean, it's going to take years. I mean, good Lord, I was just teaching a medieval history unit. We're talking about like how long it took to build the cathedrals and castles. That's a giant city that is now gone. It's going to take years and years to clear all that. And bringing in labor and and really houses. I mean, there's a whole logistics side. It's probably not what the show is about, but it's certainly not going to be a capital city. Maybe she rules from Dragonstone. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know that that was thought one, one through. Of her, one of her concerns. <laughs> She's like, ah, wait, wait, wait a second. What about the infrastructure of this region? Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. What do you think about some of the other characters? I mean, we could we could talk forever about Danny's transformation. I think it can we agree that it was something that was expected, but maybe the pacing in which it was done. I think the pacing hurt the story. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some people maybe saw that and were like, "Yeah, no, we totally get the switch right then." Uh, I just didn't feel that same resonance. What about uh, you know, from another point of view, from a character? What about you know, I what about Jamie Lannister and his journey and his arc uh... coming to an end? I'm curious to hear what you think about that because I felt cheated by that. Okay. I felt like he might be the one character where I, in this episode, who who dies, because there's a lot of characters that die, um, where I just, yeah, I felt really cheated by that death because I felt like he was on this whole redemptive arc, right? And then at uh, last episode, 
episode four, he abandons that because he just can't stay away from Cersei, right? He's inevitably tied to her despite his attempts at being a better person. So he goes back to King's Landing to, to, to be, I guess, I don't know that he has a plan, <laughs> but he kind of gets fed a plan by Tyrion. Right. And essentially that doesn't really work out as planned. And I, I don't know. I am not mad about how Cersei died. You know, you're ready for it. You're expected. That's like what we thought was going to happen. I kind of thought it would have been better that Jamie like killed Cersei. Like I really wanted that to happen both because I just, I thought it would be good, a good story. And also because of the, the prophecy that they do address in the show. Um, unless I'm misremembering, I know they address it in the book and that, that they kind of abandon that theory or that uh, prophecy because that's not how Cersei ends up dying she's supposed to be like choked to death he i don't know i just the actors i have to do i do have to say the actor who plays jamie lannister nikolai it is really good the acting on this episode was phenomenal even though the storytelling was subpar in my opinion lena Heedy. yep her acting was great because i almost i felt like a twinge of feeling bad for cersei at the end i don't know if anyone else felt that, but her acting, I, I placed it all on her acting skills, not the story. Cause I was almost a little sympathetic for Cersei at the end. I just, yeah, that's not how I wanted Jamie to go out. I don't know. I didn't really like it. Yeah. So thoughts? I feel like uh, it was interesting because I kind of misread his character arc. Then I saw it as a redemptive arc as well. And I guess now it's like, okay, it was a little bit more complicated than I was giving it. I think I got thrown off a little bit by the Brienne and him arc. And when he left yeah. her, I guess I was unclear about what his intentions were and him trying to get Cersei and try to rescue her and then dying with her. I think it, it, it really kind of ha makes me go back and have to relook at some expectations I had about you know, where he had gone in his arc. I think this, this arc makes sense. Um, but I was just, I had not been thinking it was this arc. Like, you know what I mean? It's, his, uh, his path and story was not, not what I was expecting as far as from a narrative standpoint. But instead, it's that whole season, like the whole series, sorry, the whole series arc of going from the things we, the things I do for love all the way to then. And I thought their acting, like you said, was phenomenal. The way he comforted her and was tender. Uh, and then the collapsing on them was such a quick, that's it, like over. I feel like it was not a satisfying death from a narrative point of view. But I, I kind of think, okay, like it does, it does like go big picture, full arc close. And I thought that was okay. I guess what really knocked it out for me was the Euron Greyjoy swimming up on the shore. Oh, God. Okay, I'm just, first of all, I'm so glad that character is dead. Thank like, God. He's if terrible. he hadn't, I, you know, and I'm not a literary scholar, but if he hadn't shown up and Jamie had just gone up and found Cersei and then was bringing her down and trying to escape, I mean, I guess he wouldn't have been wounded and she wouldn't have maybe had that sympathy and extra level of panic, which I thought she acted through like really well, being like, oh my God, you're bleeding. But God, I, I really disliked Euron Greyjoy. He was just like the plot character that showed up with the thing to do all the times uh. that he was needed. And I was just like, good Lord. And like, you know, it's like when a character shows up, it's not even like a jump scare. It's just like a, really? Like, it's like in a video game, you're playing like a role-playing game. You're like traveling around the world map and there's like a random encounter that pops up and you're like, 
I got to deal with this thing right now. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> yeah. waste of time here. It's like the annoying guy. Anyone um, out there who likes the this character on the TV show, please tell us why. Because I genuinely have never talked to anybody who enjoys this character. And I want to know if there is anybody who actually does. <laughs> I'm, I mean, because... I'm sure there are. There's all sorts of... He's all sorts of weird people out there here. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Um, and it was like this. It's that, it felt also really, like really silly. I don't know if you felt this way to like have this moment when all people are being burned alive, right? The King's Landing is falling, and then we have this scene where two people are fighting over like who gets to be Cersei's boyfriend. I'm yeah. like, really? Like, I don't care about this. There are different things we could be focusing on. Please get rid of this character immediately. Thank you, Jamie Lannister, for killing this guy. And they had it was kind of like devolved into like a fist fight sort of grappling match thing. And I don't know. You also got a giant metal hand. That's a big advantage, I think. But yeah, anyhow, getting to the technical of the fight stuff, right? I have no knowledge. I mean, I, I, you know, teach history, but I know really nothing about like medieval combat and the arts of that. Uh, so whenever people got their swords and they're swinging around, I'm kind of like happily ignorant. But when they were on the ground, like punching each other, I was like, oh, Jesus, this is, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> for oh, well. sure. That and he got um, stabbed. That puncture wounds like right in the. But yeah. I can't imagine. I've taken some liver shots in my day and I can't imagine getting like stabbed in the liver feels like good Lord. Like, but I assume he was going to die anyway from loss of blood, even though he was like pretty quick and agile trying to like look around for escape routes but i don't know i i there was a moment where i was like if this is how jamie lannister goes out killed by euron Greyjoy, like i'm out i I'm thought over that it. Was, i thought that was just the point like i felt like it was a, a thing just there to induce this fear like oh my god does he die here right and even euron's like i killed the king and so you're like oh no like jamie's not gonna make it because of this kind of know he's not going to make it in general. Right. right. But I mean, like the whole purpose of that interaction was to do what was to show That's what I'm saying. I don't think there was a purpose. There was no need. He could have just died on the ships yeah. and be done with it. Like, why did we have to be like, surprise, I'm still alive. I mean, how great would have you have felt too? in that beginning when the dragon comes flying out of the sun, if she just like vaporized him. Yeah, like, I was yes. thrilled. <laughs> I'm Finally. Yeah. I don't know. It was a silly scene and unnecessary to me. The giving that character any more screen time felt unnecessary. And that's an area where the Daenerys thing felt rushed. But for this particular interaction with Euron, that piece of it just felt like really sloppy writing. Um, uh, it, agreed. What What about uh you know other fan favorites here? Well, I don't know if we want to. Do you want to jump in with the uh, the Golden Company, or do you want to talk about Arya and the Hound? Oh, before we do that, I just could just finish out the Lannisters here. Yep. The scene of Tyrion kind of paying back Jaime for when he freed him oh. many seasons ago, and now he frees Jaime, and we know these characters are saying goodbye to each other. This is the last time they're going to see each other, and they know it. Man, I had tears in my eyes that was some quality acting peter oh. dinklage killed it yeah yeah and i mean honestly the you know even the episodes that were you know i was not as big a fan of this season i mean i don't think i can say at any point 
that the actors are not good actors in the show. I mean, even Euron, who I hate the character of, I think the character is like so two dimensional, but the guy who's playing it like really goes for it. But man, the Tyrion, Peter Dinklage, that was those were amazing. Uh, that was a nice moment too. Yeah, that was probably one of the best scenes I think in that episode. I was it touched me, <laughs> um, and I really felt you could feel what those characters were feeling, and like it's those moments where I'm like, see, this show can have such good writing and such good moments and then to go from that to like such sloppy writing and such like careless writing I don't understand and that's like I think what ultimately ended up bothering me about the show and why I didn't end up liking this episode in the end is that like the potential is there like I see it and then it's lost yeah, it just needed more time. I mean, I was talking to Josh earlier, and uh, you know, he really didn't. So he's really stuck on the Danny situation, uh, and he and he just felt like having her go crazy and uh, go for like the the ruthless slaughter for no apparent reason. Um, he felt like you know, sure, she's been foreshadowed killing people, but it was usually in a in a sort of a just way where it was her vision of justice. Yeah. But all she did was save people, like innocent people, from tyranny. And then she's like, in this one, she's just like, well, these people, though, you know, they did mention that they didn't rise up. They could overthrow their ruler. But, like, that's not how it was anywhere else. So it was just kind of a weird inconsistency. But, yeah. sorry, that's going back to Danny. Um, <laughs> the the Golden Company. Oh, man. I know for those of Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game listeners, there are a few people I know that are huge fans from the books of that company. They've been waiting for that to come out in the game. They're so excited. And honestly, how disappointing! I, <laughs> I, it, I just, I kind of had to laugh at it. It was, uh, I mean, yeah, they're up against a dragon. Like, what are they gonna do? You know, t- too bad. Let, right? You know why they lost? Uh, no elephants. Uh, yeah, they that's needed the elephants. Be it. That would have been. I mean, if they uh, just had those elephants, they could have stopped been, the dragon. Oh gosh, but, um, yeah. And I guess in my head it was like, well, they got those scorpion bolt throwers. They've got the golden company, like. Cersei's on equal footing, and it's like, oh no! Like in that episode, what would have happened if John and the Unsullied and the Norsemen and apparently the Dothraki who are back? What if they hadn't been there? I'm pretty sure Danny could have just done her thing, uh, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they learned. They finally learned some tactics. I'll I give you so. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, R.I.P. Golden Company. Yeah, man, and they they got toasted. And then, you know, them storming into the city and fighting the Lannister guardsmen, the Lannister army. Um, it was really interesting seeing John and Grey Worm sort of take different approaches. And uh, they did a lot of emphasis on uh, Grey Worm noticing John not uh, participating. Yeah, I think so. I, I did like that moment because, I, again, I feel like that's where we got a little bit of character development, right? And all the yeah. crazy where Jon Snow has this realization of like, oh no, this is not what was supposed to happen. You know and... what he needed? <laughs> what? Tormund. Tormund had been there. He'd been like, all right, boys, yeah, no, right. we're not doing this here. And they would have been, everything would have been good. But he loses control of his men. And yeah. what I will say is 
that this episode did do a good job of showing the realities and the horror, horror of war and that all of a sudden, all it took was that moment, that beat, when Grey Worm decides like he's going to throw that spear and then everyone else follows and it's just chaos. Yeah. You can't bring and him Ron's back down trying to that. stop his, He even kills one of his own men to stop yeah. him from raping that woman and to have him in the middle of that chaos around him having that realization of like oh shit was i i appreciate that they at least put that in for us to like see i just can't believe danny didn't accidentally burn them like she's Lighting the city on fire. That was like, uh, right? I, I was how like, many how of her own men did she kill? Right, and like the how fire spreading and like, you know, but you somehow carefully made it so they could get out. Like fire spreads pretty fast in a close place like that. Like that's so dangerous. I mean, they do end up having to retreat out of the city, but whew, that's all I kept thinking when she was just doing like lines down the streets. And I was like, how do you know who is who? I mean, I guess I from Arya's perspective, we could see that she didn't know. Right. Yeah, so what did you think about I guess we should should talk about Arya and the Hound first. But, yeah. Um, well, what, what did, what did you think scene? about that? I think Arya and the Hound, besides like Tormund and Ghost being an awesome pair, I think those are one of my favorite pairings. And I thought like they had some really amazing scenes together that didn't go where I thought they'd go, right? When when she basically turns back. Yeah, that was unexpected. And I, I'm not sure if I like it or if I don't like it, right? Because Arya has she has her hit list right right she's going there to kill cersei like that is her goal that is her name that she needs to cross off her list and they get all the way there and then all of a sudden right (laughs) the hound's like don't do it go back don't be like me and she's just like okay right and i forget what it was was like some season two or whatever before she leaves him She's saying like the next time she sees him, she's gonna like put a knife through his head. Like I thought she was gonna kill the hound in some way, for Damn. some reason, like a mercy kill or something. Uh, and instead, the hound put a knife through uh, his the mountain's head, and I was like, oh, interesting. How but, did? What do you think about Clegane Bowl? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> it was both awesome and dumb. Yes, and agreed. I. Like, I guess I enjoyed it in that it was a spectacle and it felt so cinematic. For some reason, I just got like a really very strong, cinematic like, Star Wars yeah. vibe. Like, you even yelled at some point in that, but you're like, but he has the high ground. And I was yeah, like, yes. Miss, like, but again, yeah, I felt like that the imagery was very similar, right? Like, yeah, I don't know it? why. It's like Mustafar where uh, Darth Vader gets his legs burned off and, and uh, there was fire in the background. There's a big guy that looks like what Darth Vader might look like without his helmet on and I don't know, but it was ridiculous. And uh, the whole scene starting off, like I still can't get over Kyburn dying when uh, I mean, <laughs> he just. It was like, that was unexpected, <laughs> but kind of funny. I'm not right. gonna lie. It's funny in that it was un- like so unexpected. I was just like, oh. Cersei's just like, I'm gonna walk right by that. Yeah. Also, I I thought the Kingsguard that was with her were zombies. I thought they were all like the mountain. Oh. No, like I thought, I thought that's what They're that black armor meant. They're guys, just regular dudes, right? and and like regular dudes, like the Hound. You know, when Sir Barristan's like, "I could cut through your men right now." 
he's like worth like six Kingsguard. Well, the Hound is worth uh, five and a half Kingsguard apparently. So now, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. But um, that that battle was like beautiful and silly, but also like pure fan service and somewhat enjoyable. The Hound dying in the fire, I guess that makes sense. That's like thematically, poetic, right? But it was a lot of time. And I guess like fans were waiting for that. And like, so was I, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like I wanted to see that fight, but like in the greater scheme of things of all the plots points to hit, like the game bowl is like a minor plot point. Like it's two uh, random dudes who don't like each other. We're talking about like a war for a kingdom. It was kind of funny to have it be built up to be such a thing. I mean, I do think some of that was a bit fan service. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that happens um, in the books or not, but I'm not, I, I wasn't mad at it. It could have been a little bit shorter. Like, we didn't need to keep cutting back to it, in my opinion. Right. But, but I mean, uh, compared to, like, Euron Jamie, I was like, oh, yeah, mean, give me more Craig right. Bowl over that. Give me anything over Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then what about I? You know, what about Arya now having to get away from Ground Zero back out of the city? Yeah, so that was interesting. And... It wasn't until, like, the after the episode where they, like, explained why they made the, the choices they made, where they were saying they wanted us to have a character that we cared about on the ground so that we could see what was happening because we wouldn't have the same emotional tug if it was just a bunch of extras right. running around. I understand that idea. I don't know that I think it should have been Arya. Um, Who would it, you have had? Maybe John? I don't know. I mean, I I think maybe I would have rather had John or oh. even Tyrion, but I guess they were too close to the... Right. And they're, the, But I feel like the they're end. also too close to Danny. Like, now we have a third-party person who is, like, clearly now going to be affected by Danny's actions in a very significant way that's now going to influence john or Tyrion or these other groups like that's your conflict point now right who controls Arya? no one uh i i mean i understand why they made that decision and i understand why it had to be Arya. just i'm not sure that i liked it in general yeah i, I, I think uh cinematically i loved it i think yes. it was beautiful and it made you invested i get all those choices it did um you know it did i don't know if it went on long or i just kept being like oh my god she almost died again like oh my god she almost died again yeah, there was a little too much of happened. that right maybe that's right. what it was and i it was almost like um you know like the start of saving private ryan where they land on the beach and it's like yes. all chaos yes but it has like tom hanks as the point of view character but there's a few other characters it cuts to there's like a sergeant that's with him i felt like if there was like another person it cut to so it wasn't just her over and over and over again having these near misses that may have been a Another way of doing it. Right. But... Or if they had used that, um, the mother and the child. Right. And we like see in the beginning who are trying to get in the gates and like Arya and the Hound like cut their place right. basically. And then we see them again. I, I don't know. I feel like they could have maybe used that, those two characters a little bit more. I mean, I know we cut back to them and she tries to tell them that they have to keep moving and then they end up getting yeah roasted, uncle owen but... and aunt beirut there's a lot of star wars references this podcast episode <laughs> but yeah they get they get burned they get burninated who trogdor 100 percent. and then 
I feel it's an like I saw a reference. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Strong bad checking the emails. Um, so I feel like the uh, there's a great quote I saw online actually that just okay. made me laugh. Was it we were saying George R. R. Martin sat down with D and D and said, "Hey, um, here are the major plot points. So here's where the story's going to end up." And told them all the information. I was like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, Arya gets a new horse." And that was like just that kind of thrown in there as the episode. Yeah, what was the, I'm like? Is that supposed to be some it's, kind of it's symbolism? The symbolism of the like. What is that supposed to mean? Because it felt real random. You're like, goddamn, George R. Martin introducing new characters. Who's this horse? A little late in the well, game. So man. I heard that it's supposed to be the horse of that main golden company guy. Right. That it's his horse. So I'm well, like, it was a white okay. horse like that horse. Well, does that supposed to mean anything, or is that just coincidence? Like, you mean like Bran is like working into horses as a Hodor horse. Well, that'd be interesting. The ho- the horse is Bran. Yeah. Bran is the horse. <laughs> like, oh Jesus. I mean, if that's that would be dumb though. Would it be? Because it would give Bran something a little more to do. Because so far, Bran's just in his wheelchair back home, being like. I mostly live in the past now. So if the horse is Bran, does Arya know that the horse is No, Bran? I don't think there's no, I'm, this is like wild speculation. It's probably not Bran and it would, it might be dumb if it was, but I just like, it was in the, the pure heart of the carnage and destruction. And like, yeah. it was just strange for Maybe it's just say. nothing. What Maybe it's just nothing. It's just a horse. It's the, yeah, it's the faceless man. Now it's something that people are talking about. It certainly is. And I mean, I guess it was because she needed to get out of the city still. She couldn't just walk out, but yeah. it was beautiful. It was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do with that. <laughs> yeah, re- reviews on Scorpion Bolt Throwers as well. Those were not, those are so effective against Rhaegal, but not so effective otherwise i think we're supposed to think that like because daenerys was controlling drogon and yeah. she wasn't with Rhaegar, that oh yeah and i think that's one of the reasons and that, that she learned from that right. mistake. she was caught off guard before yeah, by but, the ships that she couldn't see from the air yeah but man they <laughs> they wrecked they wrecked those people so and the question is now is like well you know how can there be any conflict physical conflict between Daenerys and others when she has that dragon. You know, how do you gotta kill the dragon? Can you kill a dragon with like swords and stuff? Like can Arya kill a dragon? I that would be lame. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, unless it gets like Or somebody so what I'm wondering is it doesn't actually matter. So if someone kills Daenerys, then maybe Drogon just pieces out. Oh, okay. Or he's just like friends with John now. He's like, yeah, you're okay too, I guess. Uh, maybe, but maybe Drogon just leaves. He's like, bye. There's no more Targaryen, so I don't care. That's a he, spinoff series where it's like not he, about the, the White Walkers? He goes Walkers. back to Volantis. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. Or he just but, terrorizes Because again, people. how are you going to kill? I mean, it doesn't seem like they've given us a way to to kill him. Yeah. So maybe that's we don't, you know. I am curious to see how this all wraps up now in this last episode because it's almost like, well, Daenerys has to die now, right? Oh yeah, so absolutely. Or someone's gonna die. Like her? either she gets the throne or she doesn't. But you know, 
there's going to be people coming out on top. I don't expect it to be like a peaceful resolution, but I'm wondering now is like, does the episode end with a fast cut or like a fade? Like, is there a resolution or is it like something happens and then it does like a quick cut to credits and it's like, that's it. Like, oh my gosh. Like they, they couldn't uh, do that. Right. It's gotta be. Maybe there's not a definitive ending. Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, that could be a possibility. Is that. Yeah. I'm wondering if we get no, like, like Lord of the Rings. Tide, end of story. Where it cuts to Sam and he's like in the Citadel being like, and that was the story of how the great <laughs> king of this, this, this. And it's like, oh, and it fades out over a field and it's all beautiful. Or is it somebody just got killed? They're lying in a puddle of blood and it's like, do, 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 Oh, that's going to be the last time we hear that song and see that intro. That I'm, I'm actually sad about that. I know. Freaking great music. But you know what? For me, the real intro sound is first the static, the ching, HBO, and then the uh, song. Every time true. I hear the static I for any HBO show, I think, together. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. So are you, ex- are you excited for the last episode? I mean, yes. Would you not watch I, it? Oh, no. I'm definitely going to watch it. Even though I, overall, as a season, I would say I have not liked the majority of it. Um, I'm obviously going to watch the last, I mean, do you you think anybody out there saying they're not going to watch the last episode when they've watched all the rest is a liar. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) One of my buddies who was upset about the night King dying. I might not watch the rest. Well, no, I don't believe it. You're going (laughs) to, everybody wants to see how it, and you can grill them next time we see them. You know, do you think this colored your perception of the entire series? Like right now you're like, oh, the series is maybe lesser than it was before because of these last few episodes. I mean, I think I have to wait and see how it all ends before I'm going to decide that. I will say up until this season, I loved this this show. There was maybe, you know, a, an episode here or there throughout the last seven seasons where I was like, eh, that wasn't the best. But Everything else far outweighed all of that. The acting is spectacular by like every single person. The casting was just so well done on this show that even when we're in these like moments of like crappy writing, I'm still like, you are a good actor. And like a lesser actor had been in this part, you know, it would have. Oh my gosh. Felt completely flat. The children actors, though, you know, Arya, Sansa, Joffrey, like, man, I can't Nominal. say I've seen a show with children actors that were, that have grown this way as actors and have, you know, really something amazing. Um, And the cinematography, I think, has been amazing on this show. They really pushed some boundaries, I think, with what you can do with cgi and not make it look stupid because there's potential for some of these things to look real dumb yeah you know like the dragons could have been really stupid yeah you go back and watch some of those earlier episodes some of those early dragon shots were not as impressive as they are now but the dragons grew with it yeah yeah i mean i guess their budget grew too probably (laughs) but even just the the way especially the battle episodes those episodes were really well shot. Yeah. Um, and this episode, this last episode, 
even though I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I didn't like the writing. The the cinematography was great. The way it was shot was great. The acting was great. It was really just the writing that wasn't on the same level as all those other things. And we're going to have to do this like a a final like wrap up episode for sure. But there's a lot of talk about other things related to the show about how HBO wanted them to do 10 seasons. But they said, no, we can do it in six. And they wanted to give them more money and for CGI and stuff. And they said, you know, we, we're good at this amount. Um, I also kind of wonder, were the directors like ready to move on? I know it they've got some like deals. It with yeah. this episode. I know they've got um, some. For this some, season. I know they got some deals with Disney. They're going to be doing some Star Wars stuff. And, you know, I'd be interested to kind of explore that. And I'm sure some articles will come out about it. Um, I've, you've seen some of the supercuts of some of the actors being a little bit disappointed with their character deaths or the ending. I know the Peter Dinklage talking about like, why would we put people in the crypts where the dead people are when there's someone who can raise the dead? And it's like, yeah. Uh, uh, but <laughs> yeah. says what we were all thinking. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm excited about this last episode. Um, who do you think is going to sit on the throne? Uh, I think I just go back to the no one idea. <laughs> this is like some sort of like Shakespearean or like some Greek tragedy where like the two people kill each other and nobody gets it and I mean, maybe the seven kingdoms go back to just ruling themselves Ooh, interesting oh is there even an iron throne left at this right. point and house lannister is oh i know house lannister is still alive with Tyrion. i think they Tyrion are not might a... bite it in this last episode i don't know what do you think ooh, he did ooh, i forgot about that betray danny again and she said you betray me one more time you're done. I mean, yeah. Well, she doesn't know, know that, does she? He frees. He, they're gonna figure out someone freed Jamie. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I don't know. Tyrion, I think, uh, better either switch over to Jon Snow's side or. You think Grey Worm makes it? Don't know, and I don't actually know how I feel about that character. So I'm not sure he could. But mm. not with Danny, because I mean, I think she dies. So maybe even if he lives, he maybe he goes back across the sea or something and leaves Westeros, because I don't see him staying there. Yeah. And then the final thing, maybe we'll close out with uh, you. You maybe heard some of the rumors that George R. R. Martin maybe had actually finished the next two books and he wasn't releasing them until after the show, so it wouldn't <laughs> interfere with the plot. Uh, he's come online and said that's not the case. Only that I wish that was the case. Uh, are you? Do you think you'll still read the books when they come out? Yes. Yeah, I definitely will I too. Because um, I do think the books will be, even if this is the same way the books go, I, I think it will. It'll just be more fulfilling to read the books and really get the real character development that the TV show just isn't able to do. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out now if I go back when I'm going back and reading the books because it's been like, you know, whatever, 1991 or yeah. I don't know when his first book came out, but reading for so much of my life, reading these books as they've come out over like long periods of gaps, I'm worried now. I'm going to go back. I'm going to probably picture the characters now as these the Game of Thrones characters. Yeah, I'm worried about that um, too. And uh, they're so iconic, but it's we'll kind see. Of inevitable. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm actually excited to read about Euron Greyjoy in the books now because he has got so many other arcs and, and elements 
that uh, aren't explored in the show. Um, maybe I'll like him in the books. Who knows? I mean, he is very different in the books already. What little we know. So there's hope that maybe he's a better developed character. But, you know, that's kind of our just quick take and uh, just having fun talking with the show. We are going to be doing a, uh, an, a not recorded, but just a, a chat with our Patreon supporters in the On the Table Discord. Uh, feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash on the table gaming. And uh, if you want to help us support our other endeavors, uh, I guess hosting for the podcast in general, the Song of Ice and Fire CC website, the uh, YouTube videos, all those pieces. And we are still working on that tournament tracker. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week after we watch the final episode of Game of Thrones.